Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. You where I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 67 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Con Whiteney. And it is Saturday the 19th of December 2020 as I record this. And today's episode is on how to achieve your New Year's resolution using psychology. So this is a really great episode that I really enjoy it because around this time of year, tons of people tend to get New Year's resolutions. And to be honest, I know different. They don't tend to last a month or sometimes even two weeks. So hopefully this will really help you in like today's episode. And as this episode comes out on the 4th of January, I really hope that you had a brilliant New Year, a brilliant Christmas, and hopefully you're ready and raring to go for 2021, whatever this year may bring up, because after the 2020 decade, which, come on, 2020 does feel like one, I think that we're all quite like looking forward to getting back out into the world and just life going back to some sort of like normality, even though I think that despite the amount of bad that came out of the pandemic, I think... I think in terms of the disruption that it caused to industries, I think it could actually be like quite good. For example, I'm actually quite interested in see how the pandemic will affect like psychology because I know mental health difficulties have been on at the increase, but I also think that this could actually be quite a new interesting year and maybe like decade for psychological therapies because I think teletherapies might become more popular and that I've spoken about over the course of the year and I think there could be tons of other new interesting developments in a psychology and tons of other in- yeah, well, industries like for example um, the tech industry I'm also quite looking forward to because there's some very interesting stuff that's happening in the tech industry and then the same goes for the for the publishing industry Ah, oh, the publishing industry. Oh, and the books. <laughs> in a short, I know, I know, yeah, well, I know that none of you are probably authors, but um, basically the book industry has been working on techniques that still didn't work 50 years ago, and they're only changing their behaviour now. Ridiculous, the entire thing is. But anyway, so we're moving on to the psychology news section. So I'm reading from the British Psychological Society, the Psychologist magazine, for January 2020, and I and and I actually got this yesterday. So I just I want to like read out a few things like for you. So there are a few articles that caught my interest. For example, this: a new hope for mental health in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland's catastrophic levels of a mental mental ill health are very well documented we have the highest suicide rate in the uk in fact more people in northern ireland have died in suicide in the past 17 years than were killed during the 30 years of political of violent political conflict now if you're in the uk i wasn't around when the troubles happened which is the name termed for that um for that political conflict but um if you're in the uk then you probably are quite shocked by that because of how violent it got all the bombs all the explosions even here in england there was still quite there was still quite a lot of like bomb scares by the um yeah by the group in a charge of this political conflict but it was definitely a like interesting time like for example a few years ago actually one of our neighbours and one of our friends actually um has a like bomb like sent to him. Well, it didn't turn out to be a like real bomb, but this a guy was like quite concerned because he had been receiving threats for years. So that was like quite interesting. 
And then our male suicide rate is at twice of England. We have the world's highest recorded rate of post-traumatic stress disorder. And then it also goes on to say that um, a university study suggests that almost 30% of Northern Ireland's population suffers from mental health conditions. To be honest, it just, it just goes on to quite the depressing state of the mental health of like Northern Ireland because also like the quite sad thing about it though is that when their government collapsed I actually remember that day and how bad it was because they even had a government for quite a few years I know it got reformed last year I think which has been a godsend because of the pandemic so I'm really glad that yes like, I'm really glad like, about that but thankfully Northern Ireland does have a really good um, mental health champion now like the article like, goes on to say so the takeaway from this psychology news thing because I know this is a global podcast thankfully and there are so many brilliant listeners from all over the world but the reason why I want to mention this is that well if things seem dark and and if there doesn't seem to be hope Again, take some action, perhaps. But also, just give it time. Things will improve. And I think this goes for if you're suffering from, from, from a mental health difficulty. If the world seems dark and if you don't see a future, then I would just say, wait. Things will get better over time. Just have a little faith. I'm not religious, but I think that's a really good saying. And that's all I can actually say on the topic. But really pleased for Northern Ireland. And I really hope that other countries that don't have a mental health champion or don't take mental health seriously will actually improve over time. And I think this can be the start of something great. So there's another article that I really quite liked during this, um, the, yeah, but like this like, magazine, because the magazine was mainly on like veganism, yeah, but like vegans, and I was thinking it does sound really interesting, but I'm thinking I don't want to do a podcast episode on it, or I don't really want to talk about it too much. Again, I might do something in the future, but the only thing I will actually say about veganism, well, food consumption needs to be more sustainable because if you read the statistics and everything about the amount of damage our yeah, but like our food, our food consumption is doing to the environment and people's health, it is quite ridiculous. So again, though, we do need to become more sustainable, and veganism is an absolutely great um, shortcut in the. Yeah, we're like, um, in the meanwhile, like, whilst we develop more sustainable meats and everything, and I'm not a vegan myself, but I don't know, but I think that we all just need to become a bit more aware of the damage that our food does. Yeah, well, like, our food does. Like, occasionally, I've, yeah, but like, occasionally, when I've seen something interesting about, like, a vegan stuff, like, I think I had a beetroot and feta burger once, and that was actually quite nice, so... I don't know really. I am not the best person to talk about this at all because I'm not a vegan, but I don't know. I think it's something interest I think it's something interesting to be aware of. Okay, so this article that I wanted to talk about, I'm not actually gonna go in depth to the actual article, but it's the point and it's what the article stands for I want to talk about. So this is the title A person with a learning disability is a person first. And I will actually read out the specific section. Society simply doesn't regard someone like uh, um, this uh, girl's sister who uh, has a learning disability as capable of, of success and that's what inspired the book. I wanted to challenge the concept that having a learning disability means aspiration doesn't apply to you. I've seen my sister grow up and achieve some amazing things, whether that's winning a 
commendation from her head teacher for being a role model for other pupils or moving to supported living and becoming more independent. I wanted to share her success and prove that with the right support anyone can shine. Success is a crucial part of being human and if we don't extend it to learning to learning disabled people, we fail to see them as human. And that I cannot agree more with. Just because someone has a learning disability, a mental health condition, a physical um, condition, does not mean they are incapable. They're, it does not mean they're incapable of anything because with the right support, I truly, truly believe anyone can do anything. And this I can actually see in my own personal life. Like um, someone I know is quite severely all autistic and their parents baby him. And to be honest, he is sort of incapable now because his parents have mothered him and, uh, and they've sort of like um, blanketed him in protection for so long. And they've sort of like, and they've constantly said to him, you can't do that because you're autistic. You can't do this, you can't do that, or you won't be able to drive. But I've actually sort of like read up some stuff and um, because of... Uh, how his autism is he should be more than capable of like driving or if not i truly believe he sh he is capable of a bit more independence for pendants but because they've babied him and because they've constantly been fed into the myth and the stereotype that autistic people can't do anything for themselves then they've babied him and basically and um, i actually feel so sorry so sorry for him because simply because I think he could have been capable of so much if he was given the right help and the right support because yes um yeah but like, I know at first hand that autism can be quite difficult but it's all about the right support and if you have the right support you are capable of great stuff and then if we look at like another one of for my friends so like even though he is a bit less all autistic on the like spectrum though but because he's been given the right support He's done some amazing stuff, which stereotypically autistic people should not be able to do. But I don't know. I was just think the takeaway of this personal um, personal update, <laughs> this news section is just please just don't fall for the stereotypes and please don't reinforce them. And if you meet someone who falls into the stereotypes and is just harming their child, their patient, etc. I'm not saying fight or argue with them, but I'm just sort of saying... Are you really helping this person get the right help that they need? Or are you scaffolding them? Or are you, yeah, and are you basically helping them and providing them with the right support? So, yeah, so, yeah, so, but this is quite a personal news section because of the last bit, but I truly believe that with the right help, people can do great stuff. And as always, I, I always love to know your thoughts and feelings on like today's episode. You can always email me, conwiley at conwiley.net. You can always tweet me on Twitter at sci-fi whiteley. And you can always leave your comments at the show notes at conwiley.net forward slash podcast. And today's episode has been sponsored by my forensic psychology book. This book I absolutely love. I absolutely love because it's such a great in-depth book and it's really filled with a great personal tone. There's some <laughs> there's some great personal stories in there and it goes into so much depth about the criminal justice system and it really, really fights our back about the stereotypes. And I mean, after reading this book, people have like said to me that they really understand the criminal justice system. They really understand how politicians like exploit it. So this is a really great book that I really, really, really recommend that you read and just for your own enjoyment because 
you can really apply it to real life, like it goes into sex offending, treatment, imprisonment, why imprisonment doesn't actually work and why the death penalty doesn't actually work. So really, really interesting. Really recommend it. Okay, so that is a forensic psychology available in ebook on all major ebook platforms, a print book available from Amazon and uh, your local bookstores, and available in audiobook format, available on all major audiobook retailers. And you can get the ebook, the paperback, and the audiobook for free at your local library if you request it. So that's enough for psychology news section. So let's move on to the content part of today's episode. So, moving on to the content part of today's episode. So, we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and how to them using psychology. So, again, though, this is a quite a short episode today. But, again, though, at this time of year, where, like, everyone wants to start doing a like, New Year's like, resolution. And even if you don't have, like, New Year's resolutions, this still applies at your goals, which might help you in 2021. But I also, like, recommend making some personal goals for the New Year because this is a number of uh, benefits. For example, if you're having a bad day or if you're sadly experiencing a dip in your mental health, then these goals could help you remind that your life is meaningful and great so the first tip though that i have is do something meaningful and this i cannot stress enough yeah but like this i cannot stress enough because also today on my um at the global author podcast which is my podcast for writers and authors like i'm actually talking about my own like 2021 plans for my business and and the only thing that you guys need to know is that i do plan to have some guests on so i really really encourage you to reach out if you want me to talk to anyone specifically and have them on the podcast so going back to the tips do something truly truly meaningful so when it comes to new year's resolutions i truly believe this is the most overlooked idea and the reason why i think this is that because resolutions are meant to be what you want to achieve and this is what you want to do as this will help you help you and this will also help you to improve yourself so I really, really stress that you please make them meaningful. Because if you don't, then you're not going to stick to them. So, uh, and one example of a common and really pointless resolution is I want to be a nicer person. Okay, that is great, but it's way too broad. So, for example, like, and it's not actually very meaningful, like by itself, by itself. Because how are you going to be nicer, and why do you want to be nicer? So I really recommend that you make it more meaningful by adding a few words to explain it and make it more specific. Because if you explain it, then the times when you want to give up, you're going to check it and you're going to go right. I really want to accomplish this because I really want to do that. So for example, well, I I want to be nicer to my grandparents so I can have a better relationship with them. Please note that it's not my own because I have a great relationship with my grandparents. I love them to pieces and I think. And by making it more specific, then you're actually going to stick to your New Year's resolutions. Because they're more meaningful and most importantly, you can remind yourself why you're doing it for the more difficult times. Reward yourself. So this is where we go into proper psychology here. So rewarding yourself is so important. Not because of just conditioning, which I don't really think this like falls into, but rewarding yourself is so simple because when it comes to doing a task resolution or anything else that you need you need to reward yourself just your brain releases the dopamine that you need and this makes you feel great because if you don't do something that you love and if you don't reward yourself then you're not going to get a dopamine release and the task won't make you feel good i mean that well you're probably not going to stick to it because it doesn't make you feel great and here's the thing though, your rewards can be as simple as buying a cheap item like a book every time you reach your milestone or you can stack up your rewards to get 
something big at the end. <laughs> like, for example, um, in my first year of like, university, I signed up for um, some Italian lessons. And I love Italy. I love all the I love all the European cultures. But I just cannot speak I cannot speak a foreign language. I, I just can't. I mean, I, I mean, like sometimes I can barely speak English, let alone um, a, yeah, by let alone like a foreign language. So, as a meaning that I really didn't want to continue. But what I said to myself was right. Every time you go, you can reward yourself. So like buy a book. So then like, that's how I actually got myself in a in that to buy an ebook so ebooks so ebooks because every time that I went I would just buy myself a four ninety nine, a three ninety nine or a two ninety nine ebook if I, if I wanted. And then I would spend the Tuesday night in my flat just like reading it. So again it was simple but it really, really worked. So what I'm trying to say is is that you should try to reward yourself to get the release of dopamine that makes you feel great. And then the last one is don't bite off more than you can chew. And that is one of the most important things I can say. Because if you have these grand resolutions that you just can't do and that you're going to be overwhelmed with, you're not going to do them. Because what I actually said in the blog post was, was don't do tens of resolutions. Maybe do one or two or even three at a push. But don't overwhelm yourself. Since you will not be able to do them all effectively, then the failure could make you feel bad and then this could affect your motivation for the rest of the resolutions. So I, to be honest, I suggest maybe just focus on one or two manageable resolutions and get them done perfectly. And that's why for my business plans and my own personal goals, that's why I've only given myself three main topics because I know if I focus on those three main um, projects, then I can get them done a lot better compared to if I was just doing it, um, compared to if I was just doing like five or six. So I really hope that you like and enjoy today's episode. Please check out like Forensic Psychology. And as always, I, I always like, love to know your thoughts and feelings on like today's episode. And if you know someone who will like and enjoy the podcast, then please tell them about it. I will be really, really grateful. So I hope that you had a really good like, new year. Happy new year, everyone. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhitesley.net. And if you want a free Ada book psychology box set, then please go to connorwhitesley.net. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.